Hi, everybody. My name is Steve Darren from The Shadow Fighter, an inner city action drama, and I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Time is just flying by, and it's time for another episode of On Screen and Beyond, 478 is this episode. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. And this is the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we have Steve Darren. He is the star of Shadow Fighter. It also has Burt Reynolds in it. And we're going to be talking about that film, how Steve got into shape for this and trained and everything else. And uh, we'll... Uh, Find out all about that. Also, it is time for our December releases in theaters and on Blu-ray and DVD. We're going to be taking a look at so much more coming your way right here on On Screen and Beyond. We've got all sorts of stuff coming, and it's time. Let's get ready. It's time for Remake Madness as far as what's coming your way in theaters in December. Right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness as far as uh, movies coming your way in theaters in December. On December 20th, Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle stars Dwayne Johnson this time. And The Greatest Showman retells the story of P.T. Barnum starring Hugh Jackman. That's it for remakes coming our way in December in theaters. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies. We got a whole bunch of them coming your way in December in theaters. James Franco stars and directs in The Disaster Artist on December 1st. It also stars, as usual when he does a movie, Seth Rogen, Brian Cranston, Sharon Stone, Kristen Bell, many others. He just does that all the time, all these famous people in it. December 1st, you can also uh, look for Wonder Wheel with Kate Winslet and Jim Belushi, and it's written by Woody Allen. And The Shape of Water from Guillermo del Toro stars uh, 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 comes our way rather on December 1st. And the comedy with Morgan Freeman and Tommy Lee Jones called Just Getting Started will be hitting theaters on December 8th. December 15th, the story of Ferdinand, the bull who prefers smelling flowers rather than bullfighting, comes our way. And the comedy Father Figures with Owen Wilson and Ed Helms lands in theaters on December 22nd. Also on December 22nd, we got a lot of them. The Post with Tom Hanks will be arriving on December 22nd. Downsizing with Matt Damon comes our way on December 22nd. Bright with Will Smith and er, uh, Joel Edgerton will be arriving on December 22nd. And All the Money in the World with Mark Wahlberg and Christopher Plummer hits theaters on December 22nd. And that's it for upcoming new movies in theaters in December. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as sequels? We'll head down to Sequel City and find out what's coming your way as far as sequels in theaters in December. Next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sequel City, sequels coming your way in December in theaters. Well, let's see. What can we say? Star Wars, The Last Jedi, flies into theaters on December 15th. And on December 22nd, that seems the day that everybody's coming out with a picture, it's going to be Pitch Perfect 3 as it sings its way into theaters. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD in December? We've got it next right here on On Screen and Beyond. TV on DVD coming your way in December. On Blu-ray and DVD, it looks like December 5th, Fargo, Year 3. And One Day at a Time, the complete series, The Simpsons, Season 18, and Twin Peaks, Season 3. December 12th, you can look for Fuller House, Season 2, Game of Thrones, Season 7, Simon and Simon, Season 8, and Zoo, Season 3. December 19th, Daniel Boone, Season 6, and Police Woman, Season 3. That's it for TV on DVD coming our way in December. Next on On Screen and Beyond, movies on DVD coming your way in December. Movies on DVD coming your way in December. December 5th, Despicable Me 3 and also American Assassin. December 12th, Kingsman, The Golden Circle and Home Again. December 19th, Dunkirk. Also, you'll be seeing... The Lego Ninjango movie coming your way. Also, Victoria and Abdul and Mother. December 26th, The Mountain Between Us and Flatliners. That's it for movies on DVD coming your way in December. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it is TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, well, back in 2013, the original 1966 Batmobile and in 2011, the white dress that Marilyn Monroe wore in the seven-year itch, each sold for $4.6 million. That was the highest price of a movie, TV, a movie or TV prop that was sold. But now, Robbie the Robot. Now, if you remember that from uh, Forbidden Planet, uh, he also made appearances in a lot of different movies. They had that uh, robot uh, Lost in Space, I think it was in that one at one point. And uh, also, uh, there's several other movies. Anyways, that one went up for auction. It sold for $5,375,000. Pocket <laughs> change. All right. So somebody's got a, a Robbie the Robot right now. <laughs> and let's see. David Cassidy of the Partridge family, of course, this past week has died at the age of 67. And Della Reese, known for many things as well as Touched by an Angel, she passed away at the age of 86. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. Celebrity birthdays, well, 
it looks like uh, November 27th, Robin Givens turns 53. November 28th, Judd Nelson turns 58. November 29th, it's Howie Mandel turning 62 and Don Cheadle turning 53. And on November 30th, Billy Idol turns 62. Ben Stiller turns 52. December 1st, it looks like Woody Allen turns 82 and Bette Midler turns 72. December 2nd, Britney Spears turns 36. And on December 3rd, Ozzy Osbourne turns 69. That's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, well, December 1st, it is Isabel C. of Madrid, Spain, turning 53. want to wish you a very happy birthday. And if you, a friend or a relative, are going to be having a birthday, send the information to me in advance uh, to feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we will all be wishing you a very happy birthday to, like I said, you, a friend, or a relative. doesn't matter. Just send it to me. And uh, that's it for Celebrity and Listener Birthdays. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Steve Darren, the star of Shadow Fighter, is going to be coming our way. He's going to be talking about that film and uh, is, uh, uh, in the film is Burt Reynolds. So uh, we're going to find out about that and a whole lot more. Steve Darren, coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today's guest on On Screen and Beyond is an actor, writer, and producer whose latest film is a drama called Shadow Fighter, which co-stars Burt Reynolds. It's Steve Darren. Steve, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for having me. Now, Steve, I read the profile of this movie, and it sounds very interesting. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of exciting for us. First off, as you may know, we, we've been privileged enough to, to um, we've won, last night we won Best um, Drama at uh, Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival in Los Angeles. Congratulations. And, <laughs> thank you. And the week before, we won Best Action Drama at the Studio City International Film Festival, and we're up for something at the Fort Lauderdale International Film Festival on Sunday. So, wow. Yeah, it's it's you know, been pretty exciting to, especially for us, we're, we're filmmakers that are outside of Los Angeles, but, um, you know, we've, we've gotten products that are, have been distributed that, that are out there right now, so, you know, we take the business and our craft very seriously, so it's, it's nice to, to be able to play on that, that level, you know, yeah. where you get recognition and you get distribution. Now, you say you're outside of, of Los Angeles. Where are you based out of? Um, Florida. I'm based out of Florida. Now I, I have I have a movie that I finished uh, that that's out there. Bus driver and I shot that in Los Angeles, and I had partners that are from Los Angeles, and and we'll go uh, Hollow Creek's another one. Um, actually, Burt Reynolds was in that as well because he's also my acting coach for the past ten years. Ah, so, okay. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. I have a very good relationship with him, but I I, I need to say this up front. Burt Reynolds doesn't go into any of your films because you're one of his acting students. Right. What he does is he'll say, okay, you wrote a part for me in that film. You shoot the film and leave the part out. And then he goes and he scrutinizes the film and he checks it out very, very closely. And he makes you do color correction, sound editing. So you know the business. That can be a little bit more expensive, mm-hmm. but it's an honor to have Burt Reynolds in your film. And then he... Scrutinize it. If he likes it, he'll come back and say, hey, that part you wrote for me, 
I'll be in your film. Wow. So, yeah, it's an honor, but you got to earn it. You know, and then we go, you know, we always go through his management and his agent. It's professional, even though I'm a student. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we do, you know, business is business. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Jeez. You know, so, so the buzz is really getting around on this film then. Yes. Yes, it is. And, um, and, and you know, I'm learning, too, the, the power of entering a film festival and building a brand, you know, or at least assisting that way, because then people take notice a lot of times filmmakers we rush and we get impatient because you know i already have another project that's being edited and i'm working on my next joint venture and well let me just get rid of the film but nah that's not really the way it works because you know having the opportunity having the opportunity to talk on a show like yours you know people you know that can get interested in it in the industry and then that's how the business is, is that's the great thing about this business is making contacts and then people just you know that feel they can work together well um get together and then you know if you're fortunate you have a very successful venture mm. well I, my listeners have, you know over the past 10 years have heard me say this many many times so they're probably getting sick of me saying it but everybody should go to film festivals because there are so many great films that you know a lot of times we don't get you know get into th- the big theaters for the blockbusters and you know right. that, that's what they're they're showing and they're missing out on great films. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yours is, is an example of that. It's getting yeah. all this accolades. And that's really true. And I think also, you know, if, if you're, you know, serious, whether you're a writer, producer, a director, an actor, you should not only, you know, appreciate, obviously, the great work that comes out of Hollywood, but also, like you're saying, out of film festivals. And, and you know, usually the, the films that win, you know, there's something going on. There's something special, you know, about that film that got it to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, we know how painful the business is. Yeah. I mean, you have to, <laughs> making films, you know, because I started out as an actor, and believe me, I know acting's hard, but, but acting is easy compared to the hours and the years that got to go into completing one independent film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, jeez. I mean, it, don't cry, actors out there. <laughs> now, um, all right. Most of our listeners probably don't know, uh, you know, what the film is about. So let us in on what Shadow Fighter is about. Okay, um, I'll, I'll tell you how it came about. Um, I, I've been a, a prior to my you know acting and film career, you know, boxer and a martial artist. My grandfather was a professional boxer. My brother was a professional boxer. Mm-hmm. So I would train in these gyms just to train. I wasn't trying to, to be a pro boxer. And I, met, I would meet and have friendships um, with inner city kids that are 18 or 19 years old, and they're trying to have a boxing career. And I'm older than that from a totally different, you know, social um, place and polar opposites. And I've developed relationships and friendships with you know, these people because of the bond boxing brings. So I said to myself, man, I got to do, this is like so amazing. This is so special to have this. And as an artist, you know, you kind of think out of the box. And I, I love boxing and owe to boxing. My, my grandpa, again, like I said, was a pro. And my brother was a professional. So I got inspired by that. And I wanted to make a film that was inclusive, that, that you know, where everyone was, no one was left out. All ethnicities were included. So Shadow Fighter basically... I created, um, it's a, a former ex-boxer. He becomes homeless because he, he goes on the lam because he wouldn't throw fights. 
And one day, after being, you know, on the run for years, he helps protect an inner-city kid from these thugs that are trying to force this young Reggie Hall to sell drugs. And the thing with Reggie, his brother already um, overdosed and, and was forced to sell drugs from these same thugs that are now trying to get the younger brother. And the mother's a single social worker lady, and it's an inner city. There's no way out for the kid. Uh, you know, the movie has a corrupt cop that, you know, his intentions aren't any good. And um, their unlikely bond helps them, you know, face the future because of their tragic past. So, um, you know, it, it's, it shows that uh, you can't have any expectations in life of where you can find help or who can help you get through tough t- situations in your life. Yeah, and and it sounds interesting. That, that's for sure. And the, and like I, I was saying about the film festivals with the independent films, and, and maybe I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you had hundred million dollars to make this. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I find. <laughs> but but a uh, you know the the ones you see in the theaters are all you know a hundred million, two hundred million, whatever to make them, and it, it, you know they can have all these fancy. We need blow- the story. Yeah, exactly. That was what I was going to say. We need the story. If we don't have a story, I'm not. I can't pay somebody fifty million to blow a building up. That's right. That's so right. So we have to have the story, and you know what? And the the bottom line is, in the end of the day, you know, we shouldn't bang our heads against the wall as filmmakers. Don't make a film if the story isn't good. Don't make it just because it was something that you remembered a family member and it, it's sentimental to you. If the story's not good, it doesn't have ca- conflict, it doesn't have character arc, you know, it doesn't have the bad and the good. Mm-hmm. Don't make it. Exactly. You know, basically. So, yeah. yes, and that's and and the great thing about getting accepted and getting nominated and then winning at film festivals is the fact that it's not you toting your own horn. It's other creative people saying, hey, we appreciate what you've, you've done. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, Brian, because of the budget, you have to have a, a, a good story. And then, you know, where we're from, we're so hungry. We'll, I'll stay 15, 18 hours, weeks in a row, helping the, my editor, John Schellinger, who did a great job. And he's actually does all, he's done like a series about four or five Lifetime movies. Mm-hmm. So even though he's from Florida, he's working for L.A., yeah. People. So we get, you know, a lot of us, we still get work. I've worked on a few TV shows. You know, we may be based out of here, but, you know, we're, we are getting some work. And, and more him as a DP, he's getting recognized. He's, he's phenomenal. So he's a director of photography, and he's my editor. He has other editors, but he, you know, we have a great relationship. We're, it's a friendship. So we'll put whatever hours in. We don't care. You know, we're looking. As a matter of fact, Shadow Fighter, which was a a painful decision, I reshot the entire end crowd scene, which I don't want to tell you about because I'll give it away. Right. (laughs) Um, But that was a decision, and that's painful. You know, when you're done with a film and you've been shooting it and writing it and going through all the things that you go through and budgeting it, and you have to come back because it wasn't powerful enough and we needed more people in the crowd or a different angle, you know, or different, we did a different location. You know, that's the key to, to if, if we didn't make those sacrifices or when we were done, we looked at each other and said, ah, this is a little flat. Let's get an original score. Let the score drive the emotions of the characters forward. I mean, I went through all this with Shadow Fighter, and it's made all the difference. And now I go back 
to my editors, to my sound guy, which that was tremendous effort, to, to um, my, um, uh, my music guy, my music score guy, and we look at each other and we say, okay, now we see it was worth it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny how everything can make a difference. Any one thing, like you say, the music or the, the editing or, or whatever, one thing that's not quite right can change how a film is, even though it's the same film you're seeing. Filmmaking is the greatest team sport. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. And you got to leave the ego at the door. Bottom line. Yeah. You know, move on. No, nobody's that important because, you know, it is a collaborative effort. So, so now you wrote it and uh, you're starring in it. But yeah, uh, now, to be honest with you, I created the idea and I wrote a lot of it, but I did hire my director because of budget reasons, I work with this guy, Alan Darnay. He's um, he's he's also an actor, but he's he's a director and he he's even a writer. Mm-hmm. So he he he. Uh, I met him through this movie that I I produced and I was a lead actor in called Hollow Creek. That's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like on Amazon and stuff like that. And um, so we had some good synergy and. In order to get these things done, like I have, I like to create the idea, and I'll write with somebody, but you got to get another mind or two, and there's Lloyd Wagner that he brought in as a writer, so between the three of us, we got it done fast, because I knew I had the, the, the money set aside, so, you know, that's another thing that I would always recommend to people, don't beat yourself up just staying there and waiting to finish your script, and it stays, you know on your dresser for five years Mm -hmm. you know you can you can make a nice script in you know three four months so we we got something and yeah guys do it quicker in hollywood i get that but that's what we took we took about three months you know we had many drafts and stuff like that but you know and i'm i wrote all the action scenes i wrote a lot of the scenes but then these guys helped me you know do a lot of things that made the film better without a doubt and and you know we had that where we can bounce off of each other so you know i have to give alan darnay some credit there he mm-hmm. was also the director but i created it i was the lead actor and that's my goal and then producing is you know i just like kind of putting people together it's you know and getting everybody all pumped up to to um hopefully achieve a dream yeah you know now you did your stunts in this too i, I was seeing yeah yes Yes, I, I did, you know, because of that I, boxing background, I did the same thing. Well, a lot of them in Bus Driver. Some of those were, I was dealing with Ma- Michael Bailey Smith there, and he's like 6'7", 265, so we didn't have him <laughs> throw me over a counter 10 feet in the air and then get up and do another scene. Yeah. So <laughs> I hired a guy for that. But, yeah, I did because of the boxing background, and, and, you know, that it was about a lot of teaching a kid technique and angles and ducking and combination punches and that stuff i do six days a week mm-hmm. now you do you, you ever get hurt um at doing uh, working on a film with stunts yes yeah yeah well well the bus driver for example i had my shoulder hurt but you just kind of work through it mm-hmm. and after you know when you're diving they die let you dive on a pad or they kick you and you have an alligator pad on you so it doesn't hurt as much yeah but after each take, I had to roll around in pain for like three or four minutes. <laughs> Shadow Fighter, I still have it now. Um, the the, uh, the guy that pay, played uh, Brick, Miguel Suarez, we in one of our boxing scenes, he has all these big rings because he's 
one of these rough, you know, you know, ghetto dudes mm-hmm. in the film. Yeah. And he has these big rings. So we're punching on the film, and, and one of his rings ripped my skin open in my hand. Ooh. And um, and I even, you know, still have pictures. I have a nice scar there right now on my hand. And I continued, you know, we wrapped it, stopped the bleeding, and then, you know, I finished the fight scene, which is a very, very important fight scene. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do, that's for sure. You got the show must go on. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, now, I'm sure you sat for hours and hours going through the editing with the process and everything. Uh, Do you, I I know people who do a lot of films, and, and it's like, they could edit forever, but at some point you got to stop and just say, okay, this is it. Did you, do you have that same problem where you, you just want to keep tweaking it? Um, I mean, yeah, in the beginning, obviously the key, we, we have a really good system, again, with this guy, John Schellinger, and he has a, a young man out in Los Angeles now, Greg Jacoy, but we've, he was living in Florida, but now he's in, now what they do with him, if they're doing a Lifetime movie, um, they fly him in because this lady produces him out of Florida. So, so we have a system. He'll do a rough cut. Then, then, then John and I come in. And, and John's a brilliant in, in editing, but he's, you know, he's also the DP. They, they have a studio, a fully equipped studio that they, they run. So then what I do is I'll let them make the technical decisions, not unless I really, you know, they'll let me as a producer overwrite it, but I'll come in as the acting guy. Because you got to be careful with editors, and I love you editors. They're happy if something technically looks perfect in a scene. But then you may get like a director or a guy like me that's an actor and a producer, and I know the best take driving the emotions forward was take three. So how we'll compromise is they'll do like an L cut. So we may take away the technical problem because the camera stood away from that problem and you heard the guy's voice. But then we give the best performance of the actor. I don't know if I explained that right. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. 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 Y- you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we compromise. So we have like a real team effort. Like, you know, and then, and then you know, it's, everybody respects each other and trusts each other. So we're professional. We know we have to move on. And another thing that we've learned, um, don't marry your work. And you know how people, oh, I have to have it because I want to see it. It's not. We're, we're living in a society because of all the technology. We're becoming ADD. Everybody wants to keep moving. Nobody wants to sit through, not unless it's a big-budget feature mm-hmm. for $200 million. Nobody wants to sit through three-hour movies. Yeah. You know? And I've learned that. Pace, pace, pace is everything. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So where did you film? And if I'm wrong, I don't believe I'm wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> where, where did you film the movie? We filmed it in a lot of it in, in Palm Beach County, Florida. There is a little city called Lake Worth. This is some of the most interesting stuff in the world. But I, I, I have a good relationship with the Palm Beach County Film Commissioner. And the Lake Worth people, it's, a, it's you know, they're very artistically inclined, and they want filmmakers in there. But as they're, they're, they're re- restoring a lot of buildings in the city, so before they were restored, some they were going to go in there, I got to use, remember, this is a, there's a lot of homeless camps, and I need this, this shadow fighter, Lightning Rod Rhodes, lives in abandoned buildings. So they gave me abandoned buildings, 
there was a, uh, a burnt out building where there's no roof, there's just three walls, and there was literally a fire, and we used that as is where some of the, the, the shadow boxing was done, and we had all the big homeless fire barrels, and we literally would have to get out drug dealers and guys on crystal meth and crack. We had the police have to empty it out so we can shoot. Wow. And so I had to hire some police protection because well, we did a lot of night shooting. And then the word on the streets, well, hey, these guys got police protection, when, when in fact what we did is we could only afford it, you know, a third of the shoot. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we, we kind of were our own little police service, you know, put the jackets <laughs> on and stood and, you know, and then, but nobody bothered us. And we just watched out for our equipment. Wow. you know, you'd have guys walk by and steal your equipment. And right. Open. And a lot of times when you're shooting a film, you're not closing your equipment up. Everything's laying out there and you're running to use stuff. So it was a very interesting, but very authentic. You, mm-hmm. you know, you really got to see these, these homeless camps that we created. Um, and we did have some cooperation from business owners. And then we, we had a, a guy named James Hook did some great set design. You know, everybody put, you know, everything, you know, into it. So it, it uh, fortunately, it, it worked out pretty good so far. So Wow. How long was the overall shoot? Well, um, I shot the majority of it in like 21 or two days. And, wow. And, okay. But remember, I had to come back. Mm-hmm. And I did the a day of the reshoot. There was another day added. Then I did. I had to come back separately, and we did drone shots of shots of the city. So I have a lot of aerial shots that give it that big picture feel. Mm-hmm. And then what we did do is to create tension when they're they're having their big final you know fight scene, and the girl's running back to the building when she should be safe and not in the area of danger. We added like it it wasn't dialogue scenes, but it was like thought process. She's going away, music, music, music. She makes a decision. She's running back. Then we have a train with a big horn. You know, we, we needed, we created tension. So we added scenes like that. So I added four, you know, I'd say three days, you know. So it's, you know, around the 25 or 6. Yeah, yeah. Aren't drones great? Aren't drones great? I mean, 20 years ago or 10 years yeah, ago, you, you know, you would have had to pay for flight for planes and or or lifts and things like that now now you can do it with a drone <laughs> and and you know what the amazing thing is that our drone guy is a super expert cuz he works for NetJets he's a NetJets cinematographer those you know NetJets is that big um you know they have the private planes that are rented out mm-hmm. i think it's a Warren Buffett company yep yep and um he's their cinematographer also my cinematographer Wow. So he's an expert. I mean, you've got to see some of these drone shots. I'm, like I say, it's just unique people. We, we, we like each other, care about each other. You know, it's the same thing I have with Burt Reynolds' support. You know, everybody's intention is good. Everybody's got each other's back. And that's really, I guess, in the end, when you observe a lot of great filmmakers in Hollywood, you, know, you see them using a lot of the same people because, you know, people are people. We need to get along with each other, especially if you're, you know, under circumstances of filmmaking where you're lacking sleep, you're exhausted, and it's dangerous. I mean, we were in buildings where there were no staircases. Mm-hmm. It's just, just amazing we didn't get hurt, you yeah. know. Jeez. Yeah. Well, you know, somebody get hurt, like one of the girls on set or the continuity lady fall through the uh, third floor because there was no stairs except we put a little wood plank there. Wow. <laughs> I guess I couldn't have shot this thing in Hollywood. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, Steve, you mentioned that you're working on some other projects. I know one of them is Swiped, right, where you're working with George Hamilton? Right. George Hamilton, Lana Stewart, um, Noah Centineo. They, there's some couple of – he's on the Forsters and Nathan Gamble. He was, they all had some nice series, Lee Allen Baker. Um, they're all out Hollywood actors we hired. I was a, a, a producer on there. The, the, the creative and Fishman is the – writer, the creator. I'm, I'm not like how I am with Shadowfighter. We're good friends. Um, we help each other. Uh, I talk to her daily. She's got that. She's trying to, you know, get it out. She's about in the process where, I, where I'm at, you know, the marketing process. So mm-hmm. um, I have that uh, that's already finished. So, But I, I have a passion project that's already been shot by John Schellinger, and it, it's I, I directed it and wrote it for another the the person that was the executive producer she's also an actress we do that a lot in florida you know you, you know you find people that really have a passion and you know they get the creative so she hired me to do that and i got to star in it with her that's called all that matters and that's really basically a, an interesting it's 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 based on a lot of the events that i've seen you know we see a lot of the problems in life but um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a cop that um he ends up training a a, a young rookie lady cop and um she had, you know, anxiety issues, and she committed suicide in the front seat of his squad car. So then he gets suspended, and they go through that whole process. And this lady friend of mine, Tina Pfeiffer, she um, plays the therapist, and they end up goes from conflicting each other to, you know, all that matters. That and this lady ends up with cancer. It's a pretty heavy thing, but I threw in some comedy scenes in there, Goodfellas card scenes with the cops type of thing. So mm-hmm. I. I didn't just make it, uh, uh, right. know, I knew to, to break it up. <laughs> yeah. Sounds but, like you're busy. <laughs> yeah, and then but my n- next big thing that I, that I have coming up, I, I have like a two or three groups that I'm talking to. I, I am a firm believer in finding people to co-op. I'm trying to go the next level up. Obviously, I, I can't, you know, uh, uh, announce it, but it's a, it's a guy that directs in Hollywood, based out there, um, directed Burt Reynolds, the type of thing. So kind of met him through that. He's seen my acting because when you're an a- acting student of birth, directors come in, and and you know actors, famous people come in and visit his acting class, and mm-hmm. yeah. he'll call you in and say, "Hey, Steve, I like that scene that you did with blah blah blah. Can you bring that in? So and so is coming, so it's kind of a privilege and it keeps your game sharp, you know." So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So um, that that's my next thing. I'll, I think I'm going to make uh, do an action comedy. Oh. Um, you know. Yeah. Action sells. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, where can people see Shadow Fighter? Is it just at film festivals right now? Yes. So so I'm, I'm doing that, finishing up that, and now, um, you know, I'm I'm weighing the, the, the options. And, and, you know, like I said, I do have two other films that were released the traditional way where you get a sales agent and they get distributor and foreign and domestic and, you know, you know, I just may want to do a, a, either a, a different alternative, or I just, you know, really feel that Shadow Fighter should be given to to, to better hands. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. What I'm saying. Yeah. So, well, Steve, uh, I want to finish up with two final questions. Oh no! <laughs> it's, it's a good interview until you got to ask me something, <laughs> and you'll find out how intelligent I really am. Well, this this isn't tough, believe me. Uh, well, then, then again, I take that back. Everybody always says, "Oh, that's a tough question." <laughs> okay. But 
when you sit back and relax, and I know you're busy all the time, but um, but I do relax. Yeah. Do you? Uh, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And then, what's your favorite movies now and of the past? What do you enjoy? Um, I mean, on the movies in the past was obviously. I mean, I like The Godfather. I, I loved, um, you know, and I'm also I like classic Turner movie classics. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I liked all the um, On the Waterfront and Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I love that that type of stuff. And I did like The Godfather. Um, uh, and now I what was my favorite movie that you. Uh, the room was one that I really liked, but I have one that I just totally, um, with uh, Robert De Niro and Bradley Cooper and Jennifer, a, a great actress. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Playbook. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, TV shows. Uh, you know, I'm not a big, big, big TV show guy. I'm not like a reality show guy. I'm not a sitcom guy. I shouldn't say that. I'll never get cast in a sitcom. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I swear, I swear. Um, I mean, I, I did, I, I liked some of The Sopranos when that was on. I, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What about when we, you were growing up as a kid? What, what, what were the types of shows that you watched then? Oh, I like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That, I'm, I was a kid back then. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too long ago. No, I would say that... Um, yeah, let me figure it out. Hogan's here. I, 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 I don't, I'm not... Uh, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't a really big uh, TV watcher. I know this sounds weird, but I like, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, hey. The fighting. Yeah. I like the vampires <laughs> and the fighting. Yeah. I, 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 I did, you know. Yeah. So I had him. Hmm. Can I plead the fifth? Yeah. <laughs> well, Steve, I, I want to thank you so much for joining us, and I yeah, wish you luck you. with Shadow Fighter. And uh, it's, you know, everybody should go out and watch it. Thank you so much. Listen, I appreciate it. You're a good man, and uh, hopefully I didn't bore you. And as always, a good. Uh, Shout out going out to Steve Darren of Shadow Fighter. He's the star, and uh, he does uh, just so many hats he wears in the film. And uh, also, uh, be sure to check it out if you're at a film festival. That is getting a lot of buzz. It's a good film, Shadow Fighter. Be sure to check it out. And that's it. We got uh, the holiday season coming upon us so fast. I mean, it's just, just it seems like just yesterday was, you know, sunny out and <laughs> we were out at the out at the pools and at the, the the lakes and everything else and now here we are it's getting cold and also uh we're getting well it depends where you are i suppose you know some places you're in the 90s still but um anyways uh you know the holiday season is coming up christmas is coming uh, we just finished thanksgiving hope you all had a great thanksgiving and um hope uh, everybody has a great holiday coming up So, that's it. That's a wrap for this week. So, until next week, when do we once again take you on screen and beyond? I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.